Monday. We are live, fired up and ready to go. Tommy C Show is brought to you by Truth Verified. For all of those who consider themselves a source of truth and who fight daily against the prolific disinformation campaign propagated by social and traditional media sources, Truth Verified is a brand that is bound by nothing but intellectual honesty. Thank you for supporting the Tommy C Show through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at therealtommyc.com slash merchandise. The truth is strong and the power is local. Hey, it is Sunday, April 18th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in to the Tommy C Show, the resource for patriotic truth and action, the podcast for people who like their truth straight, like my coffee this morning. <laughs> Good morning, and welcome to this Sunday morning coffee with Tom edition of the Tommy C Show, episode 112. I hope today finds you at peace or working towards it. I've got all sorts of crazy news for you this morning, uh, some of it, a lot of it recent even. Um, but interesting stuff, nonetheless. First, if you're watching this recording on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. If you're listening to Apple, please consider subscribing and leaving a positive review as well. You can support the show by going to therealtommyc.com slash support through the purchase of Truth Verified merchandise at therealtommyc.com or by checking out the members only section on my website for additional ways to be a part of supporting the show and to receive some cool benefits or just by sharing this podcast with the world. Hey, I hope everyone is doing great out there this morning. It's weird up here in the upper Midwest. The weather has been really nutty this year. I mean, it's beautiful. It's sunny out. It's nice, but it's cold. It was 40s yesterday, pretty much. I think it got down in the upper 30s last night. I had the window cracked. Sleeping, it was beautiful, but... We're not uh, not anywhere near summer yet here. I anticipate we'll get more snow yet up here. It's too early not to. Last couple of years, I think we've got snow uh, like the last week of April. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, we can get it in May around here. So, who knows? Hey, let's jump right in this morning. So, uh, this one is from December of 2019 in Kansas. Woman's phallic Christmas-like display gets limp reception from neighbors. Some people in Lenexa, Kansas, found Shelby Gash's giant glowing dick a major turnoff. Talk about big dick energy, the, <laughs> the article starts off. Shelby Gash, a 24-year-old who lives in Lenexa, Kansas, tried to bestow, bestow a naughty gift on her neighborhood by creating a huge penis out of 60 feet of white Christmas lights and displaying it on her home's roof. Now, 60 feet of Christmas lights really isn't all that much. When you think about it, it's, it's, you know, by the time you bend it around and make all the shapes, it's like, what, maybe a 15-foot penis on the roof? I guess that's big enough. But uh, She wrote on Facebook, Sorry, neighbors, I felt the need to make a giant dick on the roof. Tis the season. <laughs> Along with a few photos of the festive phallus, Gash posted a text message exchange in which she appears to be asking permission from someone to go ahead and create the tremendous twinking tool. That's three points in categories. <laughs> oh, and although Gash said many found it hilarious 
and that people are stopping in the middle of the night to take photos and laughing. Some neighbors told the news outlet they didn't view the gift as one that keeps on giving. It's a joke that wears out pretty quickly, one neighbor said, while another said it was inappropriate for little kids. <laughs> whatever. Considering what we're exposed to nowadays, this is uh, pretty, pretty light. Upon learning that the display might upset parents who live nearby, Gash took it down. He was up for a total of four days. This is harmless. This is something I would do. I would make it bigger. But then I would have like a, a plywood cutout of Kamala Harris at the end of it, kneeling down. Oops. Hey, you get what you pay for on this show. <laughs> hey, locals. Uh, this one was this is out of Poland. Local uh, locals were terrified by a mysterious headless beast. Animal welfare officials were called to reports of a dangerous creature hanging in a tree, and residents were too afraid to leave their windows open uh, through fear that it might break in. Animal welfare officials were called to reports of a mysterious headless beast hanging in a tree, but were instead met with a breakfast menu item. Residents in Poland's Krakow were reportedly refusing to open their windows because they were afraid the animal would go into their homes. The residents called the Krakow Elf Animal Welfare Society and reported the mysterious figure to authorities. The concerned resident reportedly said the unidentified beast was brown and sitting in a tree, before adding that the dangerous creature had been lurking outside for two days. In a post on Facebook, the inspector who visited the scene and took the call said, I tried to guide the woman. Her voice seemed to be growing hysterical. The unnamed resident said in her report that she believed the figure in question was an iguana. Iguana theory was quickly disproven by officials as the weather in Poland is too cold for reptiles to survive outside. Officials then wondered if the unidentified animal was a lost pet that had wandered off due to boredom. The welfare team also suspected that the animal was an abandoned pet as they had... Uh, recently responded to reports of a sick cat left in a garage, as well as rats and hamsters which were left in a bin. After taking a call, <laughs> the team arranged a visit, and when the animal welfare officials arrived, they discovered that the scary animal was in fact a croissant. <laughs> I'm totally serious. Let's see. We'll get visuals in this show. We'll get visuals in this show. There you go. <laughs> There's your scary animal. <laughs> it's that. An iguana? <laughs> it looks like a really large snail or something. Or caterpillar. <laughs> oh, people are nuts. People are nuts. So, if you want to have fun with your neighbors, <laughs> you live in an area... That's a little more dense. Just go out and throw your breakfast in a tree and see what happens. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Lincoln, Nebraska. This was this week. Man drove friend to hospital in the bucket of a stolen loader and blocked the ambulance pay. <laughs> this story just gets better and better as you go. Lincoln, Nebraska, a 32-year-old who drove his friend to a Lincoln hospital in the bucket of a front-end loader on Friday night got popped for DUI and felony theft after blocking the ambulance bay with the stolen machinery, please say. Officer Aaron Spilker said Jordan Evans had taken the $75,000 front-end loader from another location and showed up at the hospital with a 40-year-old man in the bucket just before 11 p.m. 
Evans was taking the man to the hospital because he was injured, she said. Police saw a bottle of alcohol in the vehicle and believed Evans was intoxicated. The owner, Taylor Excavating, said he didn't have permission to take the loader. They arrested Evans on suspicion of felony theft, fourth offense, fourth offense DUI, and driving during a 15-year license revocation. This guy's a this guy's a pro at, at breaking the law. Jesus. Spiller said his BAC tested at .184, more than double the legal limit. That's just, I suppose. <clears throat> you know, don't don't steal stuff. Don't drive drunk. But I guess if you're in the middle of Nebraska and you've got this problem, what better way to take your friend to the hospital than in the front of a stolen front end loader while you're all piss-wheeled on vodka? It's probably happened. I think it's, did it have a time here? I didn't see a time, no. This is probably, you know, noon. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Hey, I got a lot of questions with this story here. Doctors remove wedding ring from man's penis. <laughs> this guy either had, like, the world's smallest fucking horn or the world's biggest hands. <laughs> what is it can really only be one of the two. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> this was in uh, November of 2016. A 28-year-old South African endured a rare case of penile strangulation after squeezing his wedding ring around his sex organ for erotic reasons. According to the South African Medical Journal, the unnamed man was apparently attempting to use the wedding ring as a substitute cock ring. A sex toy that holds blood in the penis to heighten sexual response. The ring caused the man's penis to swell up so much that he was unable to remove it. <laughs> when the patient's mother brought him to the hospital. Oh, come on, dude. You're married here. Can't you get your, your new wife? <laughs> Mom! <laughs> I got my... <laughs> oh, this is just so wrong on so many levels. Well, his mother brought him to the hospital in Limpopo four hours after the event. Yeah, I suppose. She probably waited. The commercial says if you have an erection that lasts more than four hours, right? Sorry, sweetie. You gotta wait two more hours. <laughs> his penis was erect and blue, according to doctors. And not because he was a smurf. <laughs> he was effectively killing his penis. According, <laughs> I just what, what was he? What was he using? Well, this guy seriously, he was fee five full form. He's got giant hands. <laughs> well, I don't know, oh, Jesus. Doctors tried to cut the ring off with a tiny surgical saw, but that failed because the swelling made it difficult to get close to the ring without causing further injury. You know, no, no saw. Knock me out something. Doctors eventually, ooh, doctors eventually made multiple puncture aspirations with a syringe and a pink needle to reduce the swelling. They had to offer pink needle in there, really? They're just adding insult to injury. The patient was given antibiotics and painkillers, presumably with a strong suggestion not to do this again. Oh, you better give him some antidepressants right away while you're at it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Oh, hey, Dumb and Dumber, two people tried to use a bogus $1 million bill 
at the Dollar General store. <laughs> of all places, you know, I'll walk into like a, you know, a Bentley dealership or something where they just got this million dollar bill we made. We're going to go to the dollar store. <laughs> Try to pass it off for 26 bottles of shampoo and some, and some streamers. <laughs> Tennessee's Amanda McCormick and relative Linda Johnson sure tried, and now they're paying for it, sort of. Smoking Gun reported Wednesday. McCormick, 39, tried to pay for several gift cards with a counterfeit $1 million bill <laughs> at the Dollar General in the Knoxville area, Maryville, uh, where she was joined by 61-year-old Johnson, according to the police report obtained by the outlet. McCormick claimed to have received the bill in the mail from a church, but could not provide the church information, the report notes. She claimed to be using the fake money to buy items for care packages to give to the homeless. <laughs> and in her shopping cart were various items, among them different gift, gift cards of different businesses. Uh, she told authorities she had just been tagging along to run errands and was unaware of the money, said Johnson. Despite the incident's fraud by false pretenses classification, the two were not arrested, though the bill was confiscated and put into evidence. A verbal no trespass warning was issued for the pair in relation to the store. Whether McCormick actually believed the bill was legit is unknown. The U.S. Treasury Department uh, says it has gotten many inquiries about whether a $1 million, bill or $1 million bill has ever been officially produced. Though they haven't, such bills were produced as part of an art series. While they didn't violate U.S. law, they're not redeemable. It's everything always happens at the dollar stores. It's better than Walmart. I tell you what, the stuff that happens in these stores, I, you just got to wonder why anybody would ever apply to work in one. Unless, because there's, I mean, they get held up a lot too, which I, I just don't get. <laughs> All the money in a bag. All seven dollars. <laughs> put it, put it in a bag now. <laughs> Who holds up a Dollar General? What do you, what do you get? I'm taking, taking this whole front end display of plastic kazoo's, <laughs> and the thirteen dollars you have in the register. <laughs> Stupid. Ah, Saturday Night Lights in Bristol Bay, Alabama. On a Saturday night, uh, Dawson Cody Porter stole the fire engine. From that's, that's impressive. Wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> but impressive. From the King Sal uh, Salmon Fire Station and drove 15 miles with the lights flashing. The 22-year-old had broken a fire station window and then driven the fire truck through the closed bay doors. Ooh, that's to make his getaway. He was arrested when stopped at the Fisherman's Bar, a local watering hole. <laughs> broke into the fire station, stole the fire truck, drove it through the doors just to go to the bar. <laughs> Order caused approximately $10,000 worth of damage, and the $100,000 truck was temporarily placed out of service while it awaits repairs. <clears throat> this next one, I laughed at first because part of it, was funny. The visual was funny, but it's really a horrible story. But mom in boxing glove attacks girl at a school. Florida, <laughs> thirty-four-year-old Florida woman 
is facing child abuse charges after allegedly fighting a 12-year-old girl at her daughter's middle school while wearing a boxing glove. <laughs> Edith Riddle, who initially told officials she was unable to remove the boxing glove because it was super glued to her left wrist. <laughs> Jesus. She had accompanied her daughter to a conference regarding the 8th grader's hostile outburst towards another student. Oh, adult male also was joining. <clears throat> they headed to a patio outside the cafeteria where Riddle's daughter got into a physical altercation with the other student. Riddle then joined in, punching the girl as she lay on the ground. She threw several punches to the victim's head and stood on her hair. This is hair. This is, yeah, this is... What goes wrong in... I mean, the idea of a super glue or a boxing glove super glued to her hand just cracks me up, right? I mean, that's that's hilarious. But who goes around beating up kids like an adult? Who does this? I mean, what's What in your head just says, I'm 34, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go down to middle school. And find this 12-year-old and, and rough him up. What, what, it's, it's Florida. As great as it is, there's some wacky shit that happens in Florida. It's just nuts. A reward offered in the theft of the world's longest rabbit. Darius, a continental giant rabbit. <laughs> what a title right there. A continental giant rabbit. <laughs> I'm just going to put continental in front of anything and it makes it majestic. Uh, Darius the Continental Giant Rabbit was stolen in England over the weekend. Darius the Continental Giant Rabbit. I could just say that all day long. Continental Giant Rabbit. Continental Giant Rabbit. <laughs> Has the Guinness World Record for being the longest living rabbit in the world and more than four feet long. Holy, that's like some Alice in Wonderland shit right there. What is, what is a four foot rabbit? You see this thing bounding around your yard, I'd be terrified. <laughs> got a beer in one hand. <laughs> also apparently has some admirers. The massive rabbit was reportedly stolen from his owner's yard in England on Saturday. We are appealing for information following the theft of an award-winning rabbit from its enclosure in the garden of the property of its owners overnight. Uh, the owner, Annette Edwards, who described a very sad day on Twitter, has offered a $2,750 reward for the rabbit's return. I just want that bunny back, the 16-year-old tells the Telegraph. It's just so upsetting because he's such a lovable character. <laughs> it's it's a couple of it's a couple of dudes that are stoned somewhere. <laughs> They're dressing this rabbit up, putting sunglasses on, doing all kinds, just doing something. Hopefully, it's harmless, <laughs> but it's. <laughs> Oh, uh, 11 year old rabbit who's declared the world's longest at four feet three inches. Used to do appearances all over the country. He's a bit of a moneymaker, too. His offspring have sold for up to $340. Wow. One four foot long son is even expected to eventually outstretch his father. But Darius is now too old to breed. Get him, uh, get him that dude's wedding ring. <laughs> Put him on his little bunny. I'm so wrong. What's your problem, Tom? Ah, <laughs> uh, Darius is too old to breed. Edward notes, he's on a special diet. He's a very fit bunny for his age, but without that special diet, he will die, she warns. Please return him. Oh, <laughs> uh, the police blotter. Here we go. 
few quick ones this morning. Oh, Erie, man called Erie police at about 8.20 p.m. Wednesday on March 7th to report a suspicious peanut in his backyard. We've all had the suspicious peanut. We know we have. You know, you, you get the bag of peanuts and you get the one that's like three peanuts in a shell. It's all deformed. It's like this, this freak of nature peanut. Yeah, what kind of suspicious peanut was in his yard? Maybe it was candy coat. It was an M&M. Those are the best. 12.42 a.m., 200 block of Howard Street. A man reported someone had used his password and hacked into his Farmville account on Facebook. And that as a result, he had lost a year's worth of work and all of his crops. <laughs> he was told this was not a, this was a civil matter, not a criminal matter. <laughs> Is that still a thing? I haven't been on Facebook in a while, but I know man, years ago. People were just obsessed with this farm shit. Used to see it in my feet all the time. Get all those requests from people wanting you to help milk a goat or some weird <laughs> virtual shit to help them. You know, can you milk a goat? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the goat's milk. But I know you do some uh, weird shit to help them build their farm. God, that used to annoy me. Until I remember, once I finally figured out how to turn those notifications off. But God, it was dumb. Is that still a thing? Is Farmville still alive out there? Is it environmentally friendly? <laughs> Sunday, April 17th, 3.30 p.m. Uh, trespassing reported on Grandview Terrace in South Salem. Caller reported that she thought her drunk neighbor was playing music in her garage. Was it good music? <laughs> The officer found that it was the caller's husband in the garage and that the caller did not know her husband was home at the time. <laughs> Wouldn't your first call, if you're married <laughs> and you hear something weird, wouldn't you just, like, first call out for your husband and then maybe call or text and say, there's some weird noise. <laughs> I hear music. I mean, just call the police right away. Something else is going on here. Something else is going on here. Oh, and watch the drunk neighbor. No neighbor was drunk. Unnamed location, 5.34 p.m. Wednesday, a female talking on a phone with police about her boyfriend and how he had hit her with a banana and taken her car. She changed her mind mid-sentence when he returned with the vehicle. Last week we had somebody hit in the head with a... His head and his wife in the head with a sub sandwich. Why are people wasting all this food? What's going on? Banana might hurt though. It's it's just depends on how you get hit with it, I suppose. I'm gonna stop right there. I'm just gonna stop that conversation right there. California Fullerton. Police are looking for a man who tried to rob a Wendy's while wearing a plastic bag over his head. Police Lieutenant Tom Basham told the Orange County Register that the man pulled up to the drive-thru window, pointed a handgun window at the server, and demanded money. The server proceeded to close the window and walk away. <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's probably not the brightest. Oh, There you go. Looking for uh, a new computer, maybe. woman reported that someone broke into her home on the 1200 block of Summer Street and switched hardware in her computer with identical hardware that doesn't work. <laughs> there are no leads. That's clever. Insurance fraud. 
uh, warranty fraud, something going on there. Hudson, a Sullivan Road resident, called police to report a suspicious package on his front porch. The resident said he observed an unknown person leaving the package and called police, according to the police report. The officer responded and said he could see the package was clearly labeled with the Amazon logo and asked the man if he had ordered anything from Amazon. The man reportedly said, yes, I, I did actually. The officer told the resident his order had arrived. <laughs> the resident then said he was comfortable opening the box. See, this is just, that's the kind of shit. As we get into like all the talk about police and everything else, People just don't realize the amount of insanity they deal with, even harmless insanity, on a daily basis. I mean, you just deal with society's just most detached, head-scratching, face-palming people. You just don't. So your whole day is filled with just utter nonsense. And then you... Then occasionally something really crazy hypes up it's i'm telling you i uh, i recall once an incident of a gentleman all hopped up running down the sidewalk in a in a, in a downtown area banging on storefront windows he was naked except for a an adult diaper and a burger king crown and flip-flops. Just giant dude, too. Like six-something, 300 pounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just... You, uh... It's... You just don't know. <laughs> you just... and you, you don't know how that situation's ever going to turn out. <laughs> but... Oh, uh, here you go. Six men, their faces covered with red bandanas. They all match. Dead out of a, a Cherokee... Carrying a knife, a baseball bat, a billy club, and a rolling pin. <laughs> One neighbor said, I knew when I saw the rolling pin that something bad was going to go down. <laughs> it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Get <laughs> a knife, a baseball bat, this guy's got a rolling pin. <laughs> They're all, this guy's gang, this little gang of neighborhood kids. All right, we're going to meet on the corner. Everybody bring your weapons. This kid is trying to join a gang and be all tough. Doesn't have any weapons. Just grabbed his mom's rolling pin <laughs> out, of the, uh, <laughs> out of the pantry. Hey, right, I'm ready. Let's get him. <laughs> oh, you probably... Be perfect for taking out that headless croissant. <laughs> oh, boy. 100 block of West University Drive. Employees of Eckerd's reported about 12.25 a.m. Tuesday. The two men came into the store. Loaded birthday bags with have a nice day yellow faces on them with 52 tubes of vaginal antifungal cream. And left without paying. The cream was valued valued at eight hundred ninety four dollars and ninety eight cents. That's that's all the story. That's all there is to it. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> there's something there's something sinister going on there. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs>
Oh boy, I tell you. Good stuff. Good stuff this morning. How's everyone out there? Thank you for uh, joining the chat. It's a lot of familiar faces again. Uh, this is fun on Sunday mornings. I got up this morning, I went to, uh, ran a McDonald's quick, get coffee, and then dumped it in my, my Truth Verified mug, of course. It's on parlor. I think it was Jello Shells posted. She had McDonald's. And I was like, damn. Oh, I want a McDonald's. <laughs> it's like a half an hour before the show, so I quick ran and that was it. That's my big story for today. Ran and got McDonald's. I'm proud of myself. Won't do anything else today. Spend, you know, it's like spend hours uh, adjusting settings and getting this uploaded to uh, YouTube and whatnot. <clears throat> and I appreciate all of you out there joining once again. It uh, means a lot to me. And spend some time with me on Sunday mornings. I hope that you get a few laughs out of this and uh, you can go into the day easy. And hopefully it's a beautiful day wherever it uh, finds you. I'll be live again this Tuesday evening, April 20th, and then again Thursday, April 22nd at 8 p.m. right here on Riverside FM. Live three days a week now, three shows a week I'm doing. All three of them live, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then this Sunday morning show. Uh, <clears throat> and that's, uh, yeah, that's about all I got for today. So if you enjoyed the show, I'd be very grateful if you take a minute to share it with your friends and family. Feel free to follow and engage with me on Parlor. My handle is at the Tommy C Show. Check out my website, therealtommyc.com, for other ways to contact me, to view my original articles, to check out the Truth Verified store, or to contribute to the show through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or by becoming a member if you appreciate this commentary. Hey, have a wonderful day out there, friends. It is time for all of us to passionately take action. And we, the people, have a proud history of doing just that. <laughs>